Chapter 5 The funeral home was very busy. The viewings for three of the men were being held in the available chambers. Across town, other funeral homes were dealing with the other families. The viewings were for family and friends only. Daniel Wallace and Devon King were given open caskets, but this was impossible for Ashraf Khalil. This upset his parents, but there was nothing that could be done. They spoke briefly with the girls, then left, ignoring their son's wife completely. They'd never approved of their son's choice. Catherine and her three daughters were sitting on chairs along one wall, doing their best not to cry, but Megan was having the hardest time of the young women. Her mother was holding her hand and greeting those who came in to express their condolences. There weren't too many people willing to run the gauntlet of press outside. She looked up when Ben walked into the room. He was such a big man and the sharp blue-black suit he was wearing made him look even more massive. The black shirt and tie were very classy, but it looked like he'd given his hair a little trim himself and had made a bit of a mess. He was staring at the casket and she could see his shoulders relax when he saw it was closed. He looked over at the family and she saw the compassion on his face when he saw Megan's tears. His eyes moved to hers and he smiled with a little nod. He approached them and shook each of their hands, telling them he was sorry for their loss. Megan hadn't looked up yet. When he reached Catherine, she had to ask, Mr. Shepherd, I can't help but notice you had a little mishap with some hair shears. She pitched her voice just loud enough to be heard by the immediate group. She also kept watch on Megan, who was their household stylist. As she expected, Megan's eyes snapped up to his head. She was surprised when her youngest snorted explosively at the sight of his butchered hair. Everyone smiled at her reaction, including Ben. What? I thought I did a good job, he said with a puzzled smile. Megan lost it, clutching her tissues over her mouth to stifle the laughter she leapt from the chair and rushed from the room. Her sisters went after her, trying to hide their own smiles. Thank you, Catherine said quietly. For giving myself a terrible haircut? Ben scoffed. No, for protecting my family, she said seriously. That's what good neighbors do, he said gruffly with a small shrug. She looked over at the casket and sighed. She wondered why she wasn't more emotional. Her tears tonight were really only in sympathy for her daughters, for their having lost their father. While her girls were all grown up, the youngest being eighteen, the loss of a parent is never an easy thing to deal with, even one as unaffectionate as Ashraf had been. Rochelle King sounded absolutely devastated by losing Devon. She could hear the woman crying at the end of the hall. For herself, she just felt a little sad. She just felt a little sad. She'd come to the realization years ago that while Ashraf loved her, he would never love her as much as he loved himself. The time of that epiphany had been a rough time in their relationship. She stayed in the marriage because of the girls, but from then on, it hadn't been the same between her and her husband. Now the play acting was done. She no longer had to pretend. Her girls were grown and she had her future in front of her. I'll be okay, she said with a smile, which he returned. He patted her hand and stepped aside as the girls returned. Megan kept her eyes away from his ridiculous haircut. She suddenly reached out and snagged his jacket. 
Tomorrow. You come by the house around noon and I'll fix. That. She stifled another burst of giggles. Yes, ma'am, he replied seriously, and she shooed him away, still without looking at him. With a final nod, Ben moved down the hall and stepped into the next room. The sight of Daniel's body in the open casket right next to the door hit him like a ton of bricks. Images of his dead parents lying in their caskets flashed across his mind, and he felt his chest tightening. He looked away sharply and saw Gabriella looking at him with concern. He stumbled away from the casket, and the next thing he knew, he was sitting in a chair with his head in his hands. Breathe, deep and slow. Gabriella's voice was starting to register over the roar in his ears, and he felt her rubbing his back. Miriam was on her right and Daniel. Junior was on her left. What happened to him, Mum? her son asked. Catherine heard the huge thump and saw a picture rattle on the wall, as if something had hit the other side. She rushed to investigate and saw her friend appearing to console Ben. What happened? she asked. Ben finally felt the roaring go quiet and leaned back in the chair. He kept his eyes averted from the casket and found himself looking into the curious face of the boy. He blushed with embarrassment. I'm sorry, I shouldn't be here making a scene. Ben, you almost passed out. You are in no condition to leave. Why did you fall down, Mr. Shepherd? the boy asked. Ben looked over at him again. I was surprised by the casket being so close to the door. I didn't have time to prepare. He put his head in his hands again and took some deep breaths. Catherine stood next to Gabriella and asked quietly once more, What happened? Ben stepped in the room and froze when he saw Daniel. He looked like he was going to pass out and stumbled across the room to land in that chair. She told her friend in a whisper. Rochelle appeared in the doorway holding a tissue to her nose. Her eyes were red from crying and rimmed with tears, but they held curiosity in them as well. Is Mr. Shepherd all right? she asked. Ben surged to his feet. He felt terribly ashamed for having disturbed these women in their time of mourning. His cheeks pinked with his embarrassment. Still a little light-headed, he closed his eyes and staggered once as hands automatically braced him. Please, I don't mean to be a distraction. I'm truly sorry for your loss. I'll get out of your way. He opened his eyes and saw Gabriella and Catherine had their hands on his chest. Rochelle had his left arm and Daniel Jr. his right. He ducked his head and tried to move, but they all just pushed and pulled him gently back into the chair. Rochelle immediately sat down to his left as she continued to hold his arm. She looked up at the other two women and smirked. If he didn't mean to be a distraction... Maybe he shouldn't look so damn good, she said. Gabriella and Catherine immediately blushed as similar thoughts remained unsaid in their own minds. Rochelle saw she wasn't alone in her appreciation and smiled. She dabbed the tears from her eyes and looked up at the big man. She was five-five with abundant curves, but seated next to Ben, she looked absolutely miniature. You're not running away until we know you aren't going to pass out on your drive home. Now, what's wrong? Sorry, I'm just not good with open casket viewings. I shouldn't have come. Brings back too many memories. Of my parents. I'm feeling better now. I should go. Ben said, uncomfortably aware of Rochelle's soft but heavy breasts 
resting on his left arm, and his hand touching her thigh, but he couldn't free himself. Gabriella whispered something to Catherine, who nodded and left. After she watched her friend leave, she scooted her son over one chair and sat down on Ben's right. She took his right hand in hers and held it on her lap. He twitched visibly as his hand rested on her smooth legs. Catherine returned shortly with one of the funeral home directors, who closed the lid on Daniel's casket. Rochelle pointed at her viewing hall and nodded. The man returned her nod, then left to close Devon's casket as well. No, please, you shouldn't have to do that, Ben looked concerned at the two women holding his arms. Catherine pulled a chair right in front of Ben, sat down in it, blocking him in, and looked into his eyes. When did you lose your parents? she asked gently. Ben looked at Catherine in surprise. Ah, I was five. Drunk driver. You saw them at the funeral home, she continued. Yes, but it didn't look like them. Shouldn't have been open casket, shouldn't, Ben mumbled, trying not to remember. Who took care of you after they were gone? Gabriella asked. Foster homes, Ben said. Rochelle made a sympathetic sound and leaned in. Her impressive chest pressed more firmly on his arm. Gabriella just squeezed his right hand a little tighter against her silky legs. Ben was embarrassed to feel his body reacting to the wonderful softness of the two women. He needed to leave before he made a fool out of himself. He tried desperately to think of anything else to calm his growing stimulation. Then Catherine put her hands on his knees. It was too much. His erection kicked into high gear at the feel of her strong hands. His pants were becoming distinctly uncomfortable, and the evidence of his excitement was distinctly visible. He panicked. I'm so sorry. I should go. He pulled his arms back and stood up. Catherine suddenly leaned forward to block his escape, but instead planted her face solidly against his groin and the large solid mass that was straining to get free. She bounced back, and his face went beet red when he saw the look of surprise on hers. Oh God, I didn't mean I'm sorry, he said to Catherine, who was holding her hands over her face. He rushed from the room and disappeared down the hall. Catherine slid her hands down over her mouth to contain the laughter that was screaming to get out. Completely inappropriate, badly timed, but God, it felt good laughter. Rochelle's eyes were almost popping out of her head. She looked at Gabriella. Did you see the size of that thing? Gabriella smirked and watched Catherine choking on her suppressed laughter. Tears were pouring from the woman's eyes and her face was getting red. People looking in the doorway saw a woman struggling with her grief. Gabriella should have taken pity on her friend, but deep down there were always just a little bit of competitiveness between her and the blonde. I think Cat got the bird's eye view. It was too much for Catherine, whose laughter exploded past her hands. She jumped to her feet and rushed from the room colliding with her daughters at the door. They grabbed her and hustled her away as her face got redder and redder and the laughter continued to burst forth. Rochelle looked at her neighbor and shook her head with a smirk. If I didn't know you were best friends with that woman, I'd say that was just a little mean. Gabriella did her best to school her expression and looked dignified 
but she couldn't quite eliminate the smile from the corners of her lips. She'd apologize to Kat tomorrow, but tonight she'd enjoy her little victory. Rochelle suddenly frowned. We should probably check in on Mr. Shepard tomorrow, make sure he's okay, and doesn't think we were offended or anything. Gabriella's smile got the better of her as she looked at Rochelle, who had a smile of her own.